coming to the ring, Flood the Drummer and Richard Taylor. Fans, and thanks for tuning in to Coming to the Ring. I'm Flood the Drummer here with Richard Taylor. I'm in Philadelphia. Of course, he is in Seattle, and we are happy to be in your ears. It's Good Friday, April 19th, the ending of the week of the Superstar Shakeup. What's up, Richard? Did you? How can you forget it's Good, Good Friday? Friday. This is the day that your Lord and Savior died, right? What's going on, brother? <laughs> <laughs> sitting out. <laughs> Clearly sitting outside the church, supposed to be getting ready. He's like, you sitting outside I'm the church? Like, that's right. That's right. Church no, I'm just parking lot. <laughs> Full disclosure, Richard Taylor is in the church parking lot. As Too it's funny. Raining. Yeah, I'm, man, I'm doing good. Here. It's about to be a tornado, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? You got responsibility. So I'm singing all weekend, got a bunch of stuff to do for the Easter weekend. But at the same time, I was like, we still got to get this conversation about wrestling done and in. We got a bunch of bunch to catch up on from WrestleMania and, of course, the Raw and SmackDown Superstar Shakeup. So I was like, listen, rain, sleet, snow, car. Uh, yeah, I'm man, happy to see the Sunday because I want it doesn't matter. We're gonna That's all I really thing. care about when it comes to this holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, that's okay, you know. No? I mean, that uh, wouldn't have been my first choice for candy, but hey, whatever I'm not really now, huge into candy, but I love jelly some. beans, like the Jelly Belly or Strawberry Jelly Beans or Lifesaver Jelly Beans. Uh, I like the, 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 the design of jelly beans. Everything but Jelly Belly, because they go a little bit too far with their flavors. They'd be like honey mustard hot dog jelly beans. They'd be like, eh, it's a bit much. Yeah. Yeah, you know that. that, that Kofi that, Kingston, WWE right champion, Richard. Did you ever think you would see it? Is it? Is it safe? I don't to think it Kofi is, but I think it is first to say that he is the first <laughs> African-born WWE champion from Ghana. He is a Guyanese, the first Guyanese mm, WWE okay. champion. I, I bet you, Mr. McMahon had to look up and say, "What the hell is Guyanese?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought he was Jamaican. He's from Trinidad. What was he from? Because when he first came, he was supposed to be right? from Kingston. Yeah, Kofi Kingston. <laughs> that was his name. Kingston, Jamaica. Boom, boom, Kingston. boom. He's from Kingston. Yeah. Oh, listen, if that does not give you some kind of idea as to mm. who and what Vince McMahon pot- potentially is, um, I don't know what will. Um, I mean, my goodness, he... <laughs> No wonder he doesn't have the beef. He's from Africa. They but you know, from like, where he began to where really he is Vince? now, he's still really? been quite of, so to me at least, a stereotype, you know? Absolutely. Right. I mean, even though they made him drop the... drop the. I accent, mean, when I see I mean, definitely the first Guyanese, and maybe I'm a little too sensitive, and maybe I'm looking too much deep into this, but this is the point of this podcast, look at through a social political context. So, bam, here you go. I have a problem when I see Kofi Kingston, Big E, and yep. Xavier Wood, but particularly Kofi Kingston now that he's a WWE champion, twerking in front of a global audience, sexualizing himself, talking about they use their hips and asking Kevin Owens, can they move mm-hmm. their hips like this? Can they grind like this? Uh, the idea that these black men who are great talent right. have to uh, comicfy, I just made that word word up, comicfy themselves and in some in some instances, sexualize themselves go. for the pleasure of a global audience. To me, is uncomfortable. I could still take 
pride in the fact that he is the first Guyanese Very. world champion. I could take pride in the fact that he is a stellar athlete and that he puts on clinics when he's in the ring. I just wish that they weren't so cartoonish. Uh, I'm not going to say coonish because I think that's too far, but I, they're so cartoonish. Yeah. The pancakes. You think so? Okay, you said it. Not I mean, me. it's borderline. <laughs> you remember? You remember? Remember when we first had this talk? Cause you you asked me a while ago, like when New Day first came out, was at fifteen or sixteen, and I told you that I just I flat out hated the gimmick, like all around. I was like, this is stupid, like because it, I mean, it just screamed those stereotypes. And granted, you know, I, I I will give a lot of respect and homage to Kofi, Xavier, and Big E for trying to make as much fun out of it as they could. But man, like to just to to be in this world where like like mm. you say, you know, these over sexualized black men that I mm. mean, Chris, we and maybe it's because of the hood that we were born and bred <laughs> in, but how many of us actually believe in unicorns? Well, I mean, right? you believe in Jesus, that's you know, pretty close. Like, and, and so it's basically <laughs> when the new day around. I just <laughs> Well, nah, come on now. See at first See, at first, you know, it was the whole thing of, like, I thought they were going to I see I think people Jake forget Rout about that. People first. forget I, that when I, they I debuted with those vignettes, the they had a whole black choir behind and them. And that's the thing. Right. And I think that's why early on I was just completely turned off because I'm like, all right, so what are we doing here? Like, this is the age of the Internet pastor and all of a sudden. But you know what? I think that that church gives you an idea, him. maybe somewhat into how Vince McMahon thinks about black culture. They can either be black preachers, they could be thugs, crime time, or they could be uh, African warriors right. like Simba, Tony Atlas, but they, they can't just be regular people. Like, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why do they always have to have regular these over-the-top right. gimmicks? Um, and that's the thing. That's why I say so for, I think if we can safely say the word coonish, I think it comes from not them but the people mm. that are the creatives that make these decisions and the way that they view them, like you said, it's not a them mm. thing, but it's just like, hey, who's calling the shots at the end of the day and say, like, this is what we think you should be. I mean, if you're lucky enough, you can be an aspiring business person that's still a mid-carter or a jobber. What um, do you mean? As a black man, that never really goes much of anywhere. Um so when you look at some of the guys that they had, uh, out, Titus like, uh, Worldwide, you know, what was it uh, Titus and uh, whatchamacallit had that? Uh... Well, Titus Worldwide, yeah, but before that, it was the billionaire or the millionaire. Him and uh, uh, Darren, man, Darren, yeah, his, his old Darren partner, Young, uh, mm-hmm. Warren, Dar- Dar- Darren, Darren Young, Darren Young. You know, so you think about that, like this idea of like, oh, aspiring, rich, you know. I mean, but, but even even crazy, that gimmick like when they were doing you know, the primetime players, the other guys, man, they called? could be a bunch of anything. Yeah, what what did you call them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Even to me, when they were doing the primetime players, I, it was still uh, uh, a uh, an archetype of black culture of here are these black guys who are bombastic and braggadocious, and they're trying to be hustlers and ballers, and you know, players and right. Yeah, because that was their chant. That's why I saw I said millionaire or something, but that was their chant. As the primetime players, it was millions of dollars, millions of dollars, millions. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, and you know what? I think there's probably some listeners who are are, who who are not black, who are listening, who may listen to this podcast and go. I think some will go, man. These dudes just thinking too deep into this, and then others are going, damn, that's exactly what I was thinking, right? Because the way that black fans consume the product and the way white fans Mm -hmm. consume the product, particularly the way. Black fans consume black gimmicks. 
completely different. It's completely different than the way white fans, because I remember, not to go too far back, but uh, the Nation of Domination. Right. Like, I mean, and that's, I, I totally agree with you. And I think it's it's easier for people to look at things from a lens that they've never had to live through. And so with that being the case, it's like, it's easy to say like, yeah, they're thinking too deep into it. But I'm like, man, like, it's not like, I mean, definitely early on, we weren't the bulk of the the roster. And mm-hmm. even though we're not the bulk of it now, it's a lot more of us there. Um, and I mean, man, it, it, it spread, it, it stretches out beyond just the black culture now too, man. You look at some of our Latino brothers. The cha cha line, right? Isn't he the one? Yeah. What's he known for? <laughs> you know, he exactly. But at least they are yeah, equally so like, opportunity. You, know, yeah, you can't say thing, that Vince like, McMahon are the like, only degrade and stereotype black people. They, 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 including white people. Remember, oh, Jamie Noble everybody and the board. I mean, white trash. They were white trash. The gimmick was literally white trash. Yeah, but that's I mean, but that's like a I, I can understand that though because it that's one small fraction of a gimmick inside of all these other gimmicks. It's amazing though, man, with the white with the white characters. Sometimes it feels mm. like they can be anything. Heck, John Cena was the Doctor of Thugonomics <laughs> a few weeks ago, and I'm just like, but that was oh, always a cultural appropriation type gimmick, wasn't right? it? <laughs> Never. It absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it definitely was, and I was just like, man, I'm like, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's interesting. I was like, you know, I maybe they. Saw I think Eminem that's exactly what they like, thought. I think they they thought of Vince, they thought of Vanilla Ice and Eminem, and said, "Let's give John Cena the Doctor of Economics." But the thing was, he played the well. The thing he played the well. Somebody, so, I mean, it's, somebody it's was watching Eight Mile. You know, yeah. Mm. I well, mean, sometimes did, some of these wrestlers no get choice. saddled with stereotypical no bad gimmicks, no and they and they flounder as a result. He actually succeeded with that so much so that he got a huge pop. Yeah. And I ain't gonna hold you. I kind of wanted to see him do the doctor, the bring back that yeah. gimmick. Are we hypocrites? No, I definitely <laughs> did too. But like I said, once I actually sat down and thought about it, that, like that's the thing. Like once I sat down and thought about it, that was my first question. I was like, man, I was like, as much as I wanted to see, and, and I think the only reason why I really wanted to see the Doctor Thugonomics mm. is because I got tired of seeing mm-hmm. Fruity Loop, John Cena, Fruity Pebble, mm-hmm. John Cena, hustle, loyalty, respect. Like I'm like. I, if he come out here with a bright shirt on and these ridiculous <laughs> Levi Wrangler dad jeans one more time, I'm like, I'm going to lose my mind. You mm. I'm like, John Cena, you are 40 years old. You should never. And I mean, mm-hmm. you got the I mean, you got the body of a genetic freak. And I'm like, this is what you're But John like, Cena can pull it off. Anymore. Like, what the heck? Like, this is. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You don't think John Cena can pull it off? We don't have to shorts. agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly, I'm talking trash about him right now for doing so. So, I mean, you you see where my opinion lies. But what do I know, man? I, I mean, I'm do you the really guy that wears you know bright pink shorts during the summer? So, whatever, man. You listen, man. I I can make man. Listen, you put me in a wow in a, in a, a leaf skirt, and I'm gonna make it look good. I'm you not mean? a shorts wearer. At I just all, I'm, really. I'm, I'm, that's what maybe happened, I will man. this summer. Status, um, man, listen, I'm about to pull out some. I'm about to pull out oh, some stuff this no, summer that's Richard. gonna be Cam Newton esque. Like I, I'm, a, I'm about to, I'm about to break the internet. Like Ralph, listen, it's a wrap. I'm excited, <laughs> man. Let's go ahead and get into this though. We got WrestleMania 35. I know we, yeah. Are, we um, late, where do you want to start? It was so much to cover. Uh, we can go straight down the list, man. Um, the kickoff show. We definitely had. Actually, no. Let's backtrack real quick before we get into the kickoff show. NXT New York was off the chain. I know we were actually 
recording during that <laughs> during that event uh, the last time we were up. And so that turned out to be a phenomenal show. Uh, Velveteen Dream put on a great, uh, great match with I believe it was Matt Riddle. Um, man, John, Johnny Gargano in the, mm-hmm. uh, the Adam, Cole, baby. Adam Cole from Undisputed Era, baby, listen, that was, I mean, that was a, man, just, you talk about a hellacious battle, but it was really good to see Johnny wrestling, um, you know, finally secure that gold. And then also Tommaso Ciampa, um, coming out at the end. And I thought it was going to be like another, like, you know, bout between them, but he actually came out and congratulated his buddy. So that was good, man. And then we have the Hall of Fame. So some of our favorites, and we discussed who was going in. One point that I think is just really interesting to touch on real quick mm-hmm. was that segment with uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, and the well, it was debating whether we could even call him a fan. And the fact him. that he would dis- disrespect a legend like like Hart, you know. Yeah, so he's a fan of the business, but maybe not a fan of heart. So reports came out that this guy did this because he was, I think, just as upset as Brock Lesnar was at the fact that the main event was being Mm -hmm. um, taken by the women's division for this year's WrestleMania. So just interesting, man. What was your take? Like When you saw it, were you in disbelief? uh, Bret Hart, I believe. Um, Do you know his name? Do we have his name? I don't. I don't remember his name because uh, that was the wig he was I wearing too, right? That wasn't his. Gear. Uh, I wonder but, why he, uh, why he did that. Yeah, no, he definitely, he definitely <laughs> didn't have locks. Hey, you know, cultural appropriation. Oh Blame the black guy, right? Um, <laughs> he his name yeah. is Zachary Madison. <laughs> He's twenty six oh years old, and he faces assault and criminal trespass charges. Um, uh, so, you know, I hope it was worth it for him to, to tackle a 61-year-old man who's given his life to the business because he was upset about the uh, main event being done by uh, women. So uh, hats off to you, Mr. Matson, for making an ass of yourself and going down and wrestling infamy as the guy who attacked a legend during his Hall of Fame induction. Small part of me, Chris, if I can, just the small conspiracy theorist in me was just like, what if this was all the oh, work to bring more highlight to wrestling? I don't think you would be facing charges <laughs> if if, uh, if that was a work. I mean, people True, get naked wrestling, but then all the time the, but but the district attorney of New York would come out and and, and, and you know they they wouldn't get themselves you know they only go but so far you know in the work they wouldn't get the DA involved. I can't see the DA putting their reputation on the line saying, oh yeah, we're gonna go along with this. We're going to just issue charges that's not that's real, real, tie up the justice system, have them come to a preliminary hearing just to keep up <laughs> fame. I, I, I don't think, I don't think that's, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't put anything past Vince, but that you never know, baby, new, never know. Uh, a new low. Hell, hell yeah. But then again, we talk about Vince McMahon. New low. <laughs> Man. Hey, he, that, for all we know, he could have been a part of developmental. So... <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was. I wasn't shocked though. To answer your question, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't shocked. No, I I mean, because fans do stupid shit all the time. No, Um, I mean, I I probably watched that clip thirty to forty. Just never seen that at the Hall of Fame though. That was crazy. Just to keep seeing how everyone reacted, and shout out to Shane McMahon who was like one of the first on the scene before the security guard could even get their lazy asses in the ring. (laughs) Um, uh, Shane McMahon was on it. Man. 
Yeah. It's funny because the wrestlers trying to sneak in punches too. In that moment. They were like, you know, maybe kayfabe. Man, these guys, they were like, oh, yeah, I'm like, they, 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 was, they were looking for a fight. They were ready. <laughs> and they got one. Braun Strowman out there throwing real life haymaker. I'm like, and speaking of Strowman, Strowman, I was he, like, that must have hurt. He, he didn't really have a match other than the, um, the battle royal. That's an injustice. That's such an injustice. A guy who was doing yeah, no, no, great did, just last year looked like he was poised to be the next big thing, no pun intended, and uh, who, who was so, you know, flipping over ambulances with his bare hands doesn't even make it to a singles match on, on, on WrestleMania. His WrestleMania moment is the Andre Memorial, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Fighting two comedians from Saturday Night Live. Fighting like, who did he piss off backstage? Who does he have heat right. with? I'm like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because I'm like, this is ridiculous. He needs to I'm follow like, Luke Harper and, 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 go, and go be somewhere where he could be appreciated Listen. for his size and agility. <laughs> Y'all keep playing, man. Y'all keep playing WWE. WWE's not the only game in town. Vince needs to realize that. Like, you know, no, it's not going to be a Monday Night War. But there's real competition. This isn't this isn't Lucha Underground. This is um this is a little bit yeah. different, and this is some real money back in it. So right. Vince need to get his shit together. There you go. Ring of Honor, New Japan, All Elite Wrestling, and they all have working relationships with each other. So man, you you combine those. I hope that they do. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that they have a working relationship because you start doing some real talent trading um, with that type of talent. Yeah, they. I mean, they've been doing it for a while. You know, Kenny Omega has, you know, floated around all three of the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, you know, like they all have. And they, like I said, that working relationship is real. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what that looks like. But let's go ahead and jump into this, man. So for WrestleMania 35 weekend, we had the kickoff show first. Um, safe to say that uh, Tony Nese has finally defeated Buddy Murphy and become the new Cruiserweight champion. Um, Carmella won the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal by un- eliminating uh, Braun Strowman's sister, real sister? Sarah Logan. And so oh. um, <laughs> they're not really – no, they just dress alike. Um, <laughs> and then we also had the Raw Tag Team Championship match that fe- featured Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins versus The Revival. And so Kurt Hawkins had the losing streak of, I think, of uh, 259 losses consecutively. And so they actually ended up picking up the win in Kurt Hawkins' hometown. Um, so they are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. And like you mentioned, Chris, Braun Strowman won the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royale um, by eliminating mm, Colin mm, Jost, mm. Uh, one of the comedians from Saturday Night Live. What is the world coming to? Um, man, interesting piece right here, and I'm pretty sure you're going to have a take on this, but Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar ended up being the first match out. So the Universal uh, Championship match was the first match of the main card mm. um, in which Seth Rollins defeated Brock Lesnar. So uh, with that, there had been reports that Brock uh, was heated at the fact that he mm-hmm. um, wasn't going to be main eventing. Um, he was the match right before the women's championship match, and I guess had a fit, and you know, which is like you think that's what really happened? On first, I'm ready to go. I mean, that's I mean that has been reported, you know, from several credible sources, you know, 
around the locker room, but then also some people who were there as well, like from actual news sources that talked about this was the reason why the match actually went on first. And Brock is that egotistical that he, because he didn't have the last match of the night, he said, put me on first so I can get out of here. What a piece of shit. Yeah, man. And then, so there were reports. There were reports from people that Brock ended up hopping mm. on his helicopter right after it was over. He has never really been so. a team player from everything that I've read Thought about that was him. Really it was always about the money and the fame for him. He's not a mark. He's not a mark. I mean, he's yeah, he stated that himself. He stated but that himself. But then again, he marked you know, out. He's not really passionate about the business. To me, that decision either. that he stated did that. shows he's a mark for himself. He's the, he's the biggest Brock Lesnar mark in the business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my goodness that's legit that's legit man and then after that we had um aj styles defeating randy orton in their match which mm. i thought was kind of like okay nobody's really winning here like this match this match doesn't do anything for anyone's career after that we had the smackdown tag team championship fatal four-way match with the usos facing the bar mm-hmm. shinsuke and rusev and then alice the black and ricochet um, and from this match, the Usos ended up defeating the other four teams, retaining the tag team championships, SmackDown tag team championships. Uh, follow up from that, man, we had the Falls Count Anywhere match between the best professional wrestler in the world, Shane McMahon, and The Miz. Um, Shane uh, defeats The Miz in this match off of a technicality. Um, I know you saw that huge bump that they had off the top. Uh, of some the, scaffolding, uh, like a camera. Of. It was Whatever one of the best. Off. It was the best bump of the night, in my. Opinion. But it was amazing. You know, Shane. Shane is always known for one big bump, and so even though Miz suplexes Shane off of this, by the time they land, somehow Shane has his arm over the Miz's shoulder and upper torso, and he gets the three fall count um, from the referee. After that, we had the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way match with the Iconics facing the Boston Hug Connection, Beth Phoenix and Natalia, Nia Jax and Tamina. And surprisingly, well, I guess maybe not as surprising, the Iconics won. Um, wasn't too sure how I felt about that because they're just lame to me. And I know they're supposed to be like a heel fact, uh, a heel tag team, but they're just, I don't know. I, I, I guess maybe them being so lame... Uh, annoying mm. and obnoxious mm. kind of works as far as them being the heel tag champs but maybe they can't just like <laughs> wwe can do so much better <laughs> right and then uh in what some would consider the match of the night was the wwe championship mm-hmm. match between kofi kingston and the new daniel bryan in which kofi kingston um became the new champion defeating daniel and a pretty good match too uh man, big 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 moment. It was good. Yeah, great match. Yeah, no, great match. Um, uh, but I think if anybody should have been pissed that they man. wasn't in the main event, it's Kofi and Brian having Kofi's family. Right, and I wouldn't right. have the confetti and all that. Put like they gave Eddie Guerrero, did, man. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. And then, so I thought it was really interesting too, man. Just. The, the the match told a, a story, man. I love the almost counts. That I'll be honest with you. I didn't think Kofi was going to win it. I didn't think that Vince thought the, that the audience was ready for that. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't either, but I, I kind of had a little bit of faith. And just like, you know what? With the New Day had that box mm. that they brought out, I was like, you know. Do you think that that kind of killed here. kayfabe? The sure fact enough, that they bought out this boom, belt or, or, just, or did it just kind of show hope? 
No, what killed kayfabe was the fact that the WWE Network shop.com, I'm sorry, the WWE shop.com, not the network, um, before the match was even over, like during WrestleMania, they were selling really? Kofi Kingston championship shirts. That, wow. That feels, yes. That so maybe somebody kayfabe. hit publish too fast oh. on that near fall. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, speaking of somebody getting fired, the near somebody fall, got let's fired. go to that last, so, uh, um, I guess that women's match, the main event, right? That was a botched finish, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, real. From what they've been saying, yes, it was a botched finish, man. Um, and so um, I guess they didn't want Ronda to necessarily take the pinfall. Originally, mm. I'm thinking, if I'm not mistaken, I heard it was supposed to be Charlotte taking the actual L. Um, mm-hmm. That way you could still have Ronda look somewhat strong. But yeah, botch finish. Real quick, United States Championship match. Samoa Joe beats Rey Mysterio. Samoa Joe is the U.S. champion. Roman Reigns defeated Drew McIntyre. No hold bars match. Chris is oh, they did fight, the didn't Triple they? <laughs> Triple H defeated Batista. <laughs> Man, I think the most underwhelming match on the card was Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin in that farewell mm. Which Baron Corbin surprisingly won. Um, not sure why. And then we had the Intercontinental Championship, the Demon Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley, in which Finn Balor became the new. Great to see champion. the Demon come out. And I then, loved like you it. Said, that final main um, event match of the night. Pretty good match. <sighs> yeah. Sleeping Demon for a while, I, I see. But hey, you know. Now like, he's black to his little blue drawers and his smiling so, self. So uh, Finn Balor. <laughs> Right, <laughs> with his nice grease lightning leather jacket. Finn Balor, that's my nigga, though. Looking like Danny Zuko. <laughs> Man, so here we go. Well, let me just add, you know, from a news standpoint, um, uh, Fightful reported, and this is I'm reading from uh, WhatCulture.com. Uh, Fightful reports that WWE referee Rod Rod Rob Zapata was fined for his role in the box finish during WrestleMania 35's main event. Zapata was personally summoned by an irate Vince McMahon and financially punished for counting to three, even though one of Ronda Rousey's shoulders was clearly off the mat. The ref's argument was that Ronda wouldn't have been able to finish the match as planned because of a broken hand. So, um, there's that. That's interesting. So then I wonder if the uh, if this, so the whole thing about her being um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the whole thing about her being in- injured was true then. Oh, wow. Wow. It'll be interesting to see what happens there then. Um, man, I uh, I definitely thought that it was um, it was too long. Seven it's and a half too hours long. Of, it's too long to hold you anybody so? to spend for seven and a half hours. That's a that's a job. That's a job. People work eight hours a day and just sit in front of a TV for seven and a half hours to watch one show. That's a that's a really big commitment. I don't understand why it has to be so long. Yeah, it yeah it, it was it was. I think they tried to keep the attention better. I than think that if you're going to do an eight hour know, show, decent matches, have I mean, it is a long on a Friday or Saturday, not on Sunday when people have to get up and go to work. Yeah. So the interesting part with that is that they do it on a Friday, though, then yeah. it's like, man, like, is it going to go into the wee hours of the morning? Start well, later. Friday night. Later, people like, are well, mind to go to the like, wee hours of the morning. morning. It's Friday. 
or Saturday night, <sighs> right? Yeah, and then true. they can then that's they can make true. maybe do like a that's you know true. yep you know WrestleMania Hall of Fame Friday night WrestleMania Saturday night. And then they end it with like a big Sunday brunch with all the superstars as part of the Access Weekend, and then they call it a day. Move go. <laughs> Maybe do like a brunch. They should hire us, man, huh. for creating it. Really should. <laughs> that is too too good. Brunch and too punch. Good, man. How about well, let's that? Go ahead. Brunch You're and right. punch. Let's do that. Uh, that actually could work. WrestleMania is brunch, brunch and punch. punch. Come on, Vince. You hear me, Vince? Stop That's playing. Good. Cut that check, man. Good. Give me a call. Cut that check, <laughs> Book man. it, Vince. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going live, Chris. We're going live. <laughs> Here we go. So, Superstar Shake Up. Um, man, underwhelming Raw, at least to me. I would, uh, mm. I can't mm-hmm. even give it a B. I'd say C minus. C, C best. Um, so, before we get into the actual shakeup with the superstars, a few things that we, uh, let, let's, let, we'll hop into the matches. So, you know, we talked about this before we went on. About that, um, the the tag match that they started off with that night. Um, so we we had the tag match. You know, Seth Rollins um, shows the world. You know that you know he is going to be a fighting champion. Yada yes. yada. We got Becky. What two Becky, belts? Two belts. Becky now, two belts. We're calling her Becky. Becky Which I find belts. interesting that they didn't just create Becky a, two belts. a, a, a like, you know, title man. Like when Jericho won it years back. Makes you kind of wonder what they're going to end up doing. Uh, man, speaking of Becky, though, I love the whole thing mm. of her being attacked um, by Lacey Evans, actually. Um, uh, um, and not to far too deep off, but... Which I thought was great. As you know, the whole idea of this podcast is to um, kind of look at things from a social, political context, social and political. So I, just while we're on the, the, um, the uh, topic of Becky, uh, just yesterday... I don't know if you saw this, but and for our listeners who may not be aware, you know, Richard Taylor is a a uh, acclaimed author and motivational speaker who writes on the issue of mental health and depression. And so yesterday, People magazine published an exclusive with Becky Lynch, um, and she said that she was depressed and suffering from depression before joining WWE, and, and that um, uh, the depression gave her the appreciation that she has now, which I thought was, was interesting. I mean, because... Wow. You look back wow. about a month ago, Leo Rush was talking about battling suicidal thoughts on a podcast. And and so it's 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 uh, I guess it's interesting and and progress, social progress in some ways that these big talents are opening up about the things that they deal with. It humanizes these larger than life stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And um I'm I'm happy to hear that Becky was able to kind of you mm-hmm. know, find that power in her pain. Uh, and I mean, just, it's really cool to see. I actually hadn't read that. Mm-hmm. So that was the first I'm hearing of it. So thank you for that bit of info, Chris. Yeah. So Becky, you know, and I think too, you know, with her being, it kind of makes sense. Cause I remember when Becky, you know, was first coming up on the roster as great of a talent as she was and as over uh, with the fans as she was, you know, she was getting a lot of pushback from, creative just because you know uh, it had been reported uh several times mm. that Kevin Dunn wasn't a fan of her accent but they hired he Seamus like you I know mean, is... <laughs> he just mm-hmm. but you're talking about a woman with the potential to be the top at the division and I guess that was the big thing you know maybe they were looking for something different you know from the voice of a woman I don't know but 
needless to say, it's really good to see her break past the depression and break past How long do we have to wait well, until Sheamus and, and you know, walls up against uh, her? Becky, uh, Becky Lynch are put in a mixed tag match and they managed by uh, Fitz Finley. <laughs> Come out of <laughs> Oh my God! Right, because you know you don't put it past Vince, do you? All around the WWE, that's why I can see it. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. So, man, this superstar shake. Well, I really like the idea of Finn Balor and Raw. I and I, I, I kind of mentioned this. I do too. I just I mean Balor and SmackDown. Like, excuse me. Well, Balor, Balor and SmackDown, but that's the thing. I'm like. I, I kind of, to a degree, I felt like all they did was switched. Um, you know, literally, mm-hmm. I just felt like most of Raw mm-hmm. took the place of most of SmackDown. Just, but isn't I mean, that the idea? Consider, that there's only two brands. Think about it. Switch up a, so so this is... A, right, but if you take... If, if 90% of who you switched mm-hmm. over was on one other roster already... I mean, literally, all you did was... That's all you raw, can do. The there's only two shows. On <laughs> that's it. It's only two shows, but there could have been a little more intentionality about leaving some of these mm-hmm. superstars on mm-hmm. certain shows and then pulling other ones. Literally, Chris, what I'm saying is, is yes, it's only two shows. We didn't necessarily need a superstar shakeup because nothing was shaken up. All they did was switch. I disagree the with you. I think that's a shakeup to the other. So I don't see majority- what the issue- I really don't. I don't see what the issue is. Oh my god. <laughs> The only shakeup that was. I don't was understand was what else could they the have name. shaken up. I don't, Literally. I don't, I don't so let's understand. go down this list. We are great. Leave, leave certain superstars. Leave certain superstars there. Don't, don't mm-hmm. take your entire SmackDown roster and move them to Raw, and then mm-hmm. take your entire well, Raw Smack, roster uh, and move them. Uh, uh, what uh, what's the guy's name? Think about um, it. And AJ Styles is on Raw now too, right? At Raw. So let's go down the list. Everybody that made the jump to Raw, AJ Styles, The Miz, Ricochet, Aleister Black, Eric, oh, I'm thinking is Eric Young. Um, I want to say, oh, I'm sorry, Eric Eric Rowan, if I'm not mistaken, is making the move to, uh, no, I'm lying. No, it's Eric from uh, oh, duh, the War Raiders or now known as the Viking Experience. Um, Ivor. Andrade, Zelina Vega, his manager, Rey Mysterio, the Usos are now on Raw. Naomi's now on Raw. EC3 is now on Raw, even though he was kind of back and forth on both rosters with not much. Lacey Evans is now on Raw. Eric Young is Wait, on he, Raw. Wait, he came from 305 Live. 205 Live. now on Raw. Yeah. So we got a few call-ups from 205 to, you know, to hit the main roster. So that was really I'm happy for them for that. And then the Raw switch-up was uh, Roman Reigns to SmackDown, the Intercontinental Champion, Finn Balor to SmackDown, Elias SmackDown, Bayley, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, who we're going to discuss in a minute with this whole tag thing. Kyrie Sane had got her call up from um, NXT. Lars Sullivan is finally on board now. He has been coming in on each show, kind of taking on this persona of like the legend killer beating up like former legends R-Truth and is stuff. A legend? so he is going to be the R-Truth. Be on, uh, smackdown now <laughs> yeah hey hey our truth is the goat man our truth in his 50s still busting uh busting moves like nobody's business man mm. k a hey listen k quick put the wwe title on our truth <laughs> that'll be a, a day for real celebration um 
I mean, hey, you see a yeah. United States champion. He has been this year. You just never know. But listen, so here we go. Lars Sullivan is there now. Buddy Murphy got the call up from 205, and he is going to be on SmackDown now. Liv Morgan is on SmackDown. Chad Gable is going to be on SmackDown now. Apollo Crews is on SmackDown. Mickey James. Um, and then Otis and Tucker uh, mm-hmm. from uh, uh, was it Heavy Machinery are both going to be on uh, SmackDown now as well. Doesn't so seem that like a that many portion of Raw you know, and SmackDown, which according, yeah, I was going to say according. These are the main. These are the main. Yeah. These are most of the mains from each roster. So I'm like, I don't know when I when I think of a shakeup, I think of it a little differently, right? So if you if you move Roman, maybe keep Finn there, right? Like you 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 want to be able to have good matchups, and you still will. With AJ Styles being on Raw now, I can definitely foresee him and uh, Seth putting on some great matches. Um, Ricochet and I'd love to see Ricochet and Black um, and Seth putting on man. Like even though Ricochet's on Raw now, right? But I would have loved to have seen Ricochet versus Andrade. I hope they start to do some real. Well, you yes, that's no, no, right. No, 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 no. You still can. Andrade has been moved to Raw as well. Did the job and then went over to SmackDown. Yeah, and. And I think that, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, you talk about somebody who can put on some yeah, matches brilliant. that I feel like is truly underrated. Andrade is, I mean, his, his phenomenal, man. Is that where he and, came uh, from? That's that Lucha Underground for you, though, right? I know he was there for, I remember seeing him there for a minute. I know he was like, he was trained for a while by Rey Mysterio. Sin Cara! And uh, Sin Cara. Talk about botch. <laughs> yeah, man. So... Also, no, according to CBS Sports, <laughs> the, the following after. superstars were also moved to SmackDown, but not announced on TV. Liv Morgan of the Riot Squad. Chad Gable. It says just two weeks after turning heel as part of the Glorious Ones, the team is split with Bobby Roode presumably standing on Raw and Gable heading to SmackDown. This is a welcome change for Gable, who can be booked better and have more opportunity on the blue brand. Saying for myself, I never liked the idea of the Glorious Ones tag team. I thought Bobby Roode, I used to watch Bobby and TNA as part of uh, Beer, Beer Money uh, with James Storm, and then yep. also as a single competitor. Bobby Roode is one of the best workers in the business. He deserves a chance to really shine. Um, he was, I thought, you know, when they bought him up with the glorious gimmick that he was going to really do something, and then they settled, sat, uh, saddled him with this tag team, and I don't think it was better for him. Apollo Crews uh, is also being put on SmackDown. Mickey James Not at all. and superstars who are in limbo, according to CBS Sports, is Bray Wyatt. They ran a promo uh, for him, but um, we'll get to it in a moment. Uh, Samoa Joe, uh, Sami Zayn, Nikki Cross, and Killian Dane. Uh, Killian Dane, how do you pronounce that? Killian Dane. Yeah, Killian. Killian Dane. Yeah, yeah. Um, were Didn't you start on me, but you know what? I, Did it start on you? Because I'm not a punk, but <laughs> <laughs> I think if, you, if you're talking about, like, aiming this at kids – um, I remember how I perceived The Undertaker growing up. I think that Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. stopped being scary. That's the reason he failed. He wasn't scary. He wasn't methodical yeah. anymore. He just was like this fat dude in a Hawaiian shirt. It was always jobbing out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I shouldn't have did. Uh-huh. Chris didn't really just say that. <laughs> And then the weirdo ass thing they yeah, did with I, um, him in that party, I, I was man, just like, oh, I, 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 I agree. The, the leader of worlds. <laughs> I love that. That was my thing. 
Yeah, that was my thing, man. Just you scream delete all day long. <laughs> oh my God. Hillary's emails and that. Trump's tax reports. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> but no, man, I um I agree with you. If if they can keep up mm-hmm. the scare, like let Bray be Bray, you know what I mean? And let him be scary in his own right. Because one of the things that he did talk about in an interview a long while ago was that, you know, he wasn't able to be himself. Like, this character and gimmick is actually what, what the scary, he enjoys. Scary like, that's gimmick? part of his life. He's, yeah, he's, he's you know, kind of in that, you know, mm. that kooky, scary type of vibe. That's his thing, you know? And so I think that, you know, you want to be able to allow these superstars to have some semblance of themselves. And Bray can pull off that kind of creepy, scary flow because of, you know, just... His very nature, I mean, dude, promo-wise, is one of the best. You know, he can talk, and he actually he mm-hmm. makes sense when he talks, even though he talks in parables sometimes. Like, I'm like, man, like, when it comes to, like, the the eye, because, you know, that's I think that's one thing that we fail with now with a lot of superstars is mm. what is your purpose? Your promo should be able to tell me your purpose. And many times it doesn't, you know. Like, many times it's like, I'm just coming out here to talk, but, like, Man, you think about Bray with the whole mm-hmm. he got the whole world when he was building his cult and all that. Like, you know, so I'm 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 definitely hoping that we see two things here. I hope we see a scarier Bray, which I think we telltale sign we kind of already are. The one with the choking chicken didn't really do mm-hmm. it for me, man. But that creepy that doll one good. on the second one, that was good. I was like, you know what? I was like, so is this a is this a a precursor to possibly having Sister Abigail soon? Um, things you know just to consider like are we going to actually get sister abigail right. and not bray wyatt dressed up in makeup no as sister abigail, but like a real legitimate <laughs> you know maybe this you know, my goodness <laughs> oh my <laughs> god <laughs> just playing you... velveteen is actually one of my favorite wrestlers i yeah. love that dude man he's he like gold dust like a good mix of and... prince like he's a he's literally dennis rodman he, he's the perfect blend. He's the Dude old school so Dennis, extra. like how Dennis used to Dennis. be. He's very much I didn't think of that, that but he's very flamboyant and androgynous, not necessarily homosexual or feminine, but I mean, well, he's a bit feminine, but just more so a, a controversial in the way he acts and dresses. It's very provocative and makes you question, you know, the way Godus did. Like, right. wait, what's up with this dude? Like, but back to Bray, I just want to say this real quick. You know, talk about fantasy booking. I'd love to see Bray Wyatt come back be a very scary Bray Wyatt, but I'd love to see him play up more of the cult thing um, in terms of not necessarily recruiting people into his right. cult and building a stable. Cause sometimes that can, that can be overdone and that can saddle a, a you know a wrestler who can actually do good without it. I'm not saying that he right. shouldn't have a cult, but not maybe, maybe a slow walk it, but I love to see him come back as a true heel Mm-hmm. And would love to see him win his matches by somehow hypnotizing his opponents, and to just well, no, I Maybe actually see him like, like gang you know, getting in these competitive matches. I don't even want to. I don't even want him to come back and do squash matches because that is also kind of overdone. I want to see him in competitive matches where he may be losing, and then all right, of a sudden right, he right. pulls out something or you know throws something on his opponents. That's able to hypnotize him, and then he makes them lay down for him. So that would, yeah. But then imagine so they get up and they're in the and then they just lay down for him. <laughs> like think about Jeff Jarrett, you know, at the end of WCW when he just laid down for Hogan. 
You know what I mean? And how much heat that drew. I think that could be such a that's heat. That's too funny, yeah. Why it was making all these wrestlers that, down. Yeah, that's... Vince McMahon, are you listening? Brilliant, Loki. I actually like that idea, Chris. <laughs> yeah, Chris, def- Chris definitely came to start a riot. But so, so. That, that's what I envision for Bray. He went in. Yeah, no pun intended, but that could bring some real Sunday night. <laughs> that was good. So I think <laughs> that was good, right? That was good, right? It could yeah, be a you know, shotgun even a broke for him, right if you will. Today. So, hey. <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Um, I think it would yeah. gain some heat because I definitely don't see Bray Wyatt coming back as a face. So I think, you know, in heelish fashion, you give him something a little extra yeah. like that. The other thing, really though, put him over the top. Oh, I, something I, I fantasy booking. And I, I, I think I told you this off air <sighs> once. I can't. I don't remember if I said it on there. I don't necessarily want this to be a tag team, but I would love to see a cameo alliance that would never. Like, I would love to see evil Bray Wyatt, Demon Balor, and the Boogeyman in some form of alliance trio type thing. Yeah, that means that you pull fans. But it wouldn't be like an every week thing. It would just be that when, you know, sporadically, whenever he's the demon, he, you know, or, or for whatever reason that he 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 enlists the services of these True, demonic forces, but right. they got to be able to right. tell a good story with that, and there has to be continuity. That's the only thing. Like you, you want to have really good duality with stuff like that from a storyline because then you know, and I think a lot of it is it's because of the marks of wrestling nowadays, where it's like, oh, it doesn't make sense. How's he a face here and then a heel here? Like you know what I mean? Like. Make it make sense. Kind of like how they deal with corporate Kane to where he was trying to figure out why certain people were so scared mm. of him, not realizing that Demon Kane had just beat them up. You know what I mean? Like, if you kind of play that... But, but see, now, now what you just said, what if yeah, I, I it was Bray working. Wyatt I who kept bringing the Demon out of Finn Balor? Right? Right. That I could see, yes. That, But tell that story, though. Like, let that be... Let that be, you know... Um, clearly communicated, like like even even if you know the the big thing with the new Bray Wyatt coming mm-hmm. out had a lot to do with this whole hypnosis piece, speaking to your yeah. evil or whatever. You know, like so Finn, they, they Finn can still right. be a yeah, face, but that. then he becomes even more sympathetic because now he's under the control of Bray Wyatt and he's becoming the demon when he doesn't want to be the demon. Right. That's where I can see that. Maybe, and you know, too, maybe even playing along the, the, the line with the stable of Sanity. Well, Sanity has kind of been split up, but, you know, you could you could have folks like Sanity in there. I think that could be really good because mm-hmm. they just have that sadistic side to them. They have that crazy. But what if, like, Bray Wyatt creates, like, this insane faction of people uh, like that? Yeah, Lars Sullivan. have, like, that sadistic to them, whether it's, like, that mean supernatural streak. sadistic, or whether it's just right. like you know, American American psycho sadistic. You know what I mean? Like that could be a exactly. Really That's great what I was thinking. I was thinking. Man, I mean, that could Doom be the new Ministry Dungeon of Doom Darkness. Had the freaks, but yeah, Ministry of Darkness. You know, Midian and Viscera and, and Gangrel. Yeah, and yeah. But not as cartoonish. I could definitely like, see that. Really sadistic, like yeah. Well, I mean, you know, man, what what made Gangrel and a lot of those, like, part of that thriving during mm. that time, though, too, was the fact that you could have color then, man. So, like, 
you you think about the blood bath that Gangrel yeah. and Edge and Christian used to have. Like that was legit. You know, as a kid, I I really grew up thinking like, my goodness, like why are they allowing them to beat them up to this point mm-hmm. when they're bleeding? Like like you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, and like you said, not as cartoonish now. I think, um, man, it, even just WWE has enough money, man. Do some of that old yep. school camera play from like seventies horror movies, eighties horror movies. You know, you get you some real nice cuts in there, uh, man, and just catch mm-hmm. the scariest parts without mm-hmm. trying to do all of these stupid pops of like. They can even bring back Halloween Havoc jump. as a I brand. Good, like I really, d- yeah, I really did. Yeah, like it was compelling. Promo that they did for Bray Wyatt with the doll. Like, I mean, it was. And in and, and it, I mean, I saw the first time mm. I saw it, it was pitch black in my room, too. So I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> let me let me move my feet from the edge of the couch just to make sure, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let me pick my feet up off the floor. Uh, but no, I mean, you, little things like that, man, I feel like can make all the difference when it comes to having his character being successful, seeing as to how he is kind of like this day and age's Undertaker from a I'm the one carrying mm-hmm. the mantle of the scare. And I think WWE, that's what's missing you know? from WWE is that scare. I mean, you know what? I think what could be, I think what could be phenomenal with him too, man, is if he came mm-hmm. to uh, what is it? If he came to uh, SmackDown or is it Raw? Um, mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. even have because Alistair Black is kind of on the tilt of like sadistic he's, kind he's of on from the, the darkness, of black dark like, side. You know, his whole. Yeah, 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 man, definitely. He he kind of takes more of the face of like what what would in you know modern day be considered somewhat like you know um, yeah. witchcraft or even uh, like Satanism. So he kind of he carries yeah, that I, already. I, can see so that. I, can I mean, see I'm that actually the more we're talking about. It, I just really wish that they would just do it because like now I really just want to see it. Um, but so I feel like Vince would somehow fuck it up because that's just what Vince does. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Not enough, beef. but yeah, no, I would definitely, I definitely could see that. Um, like, really, Vince? but I also would think that they should have some wrestlers. Man, what do you think? And I don't know if now. it's the Bray Wyatt stable or they create a stable, but I think there should be a stable of wrestlers who are considered, um, uh, I don't want to say outsiders because because that gives a different connotation, but I think there should be a stable of wrestlers who are like rule breakers who go who who aren't assigned to a brand, they just mm-hmm. show up when they want to on either show, you know what I mean? And and wrestle and demand matches and interrupt, like just, you know, this kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that would be a real shakeup. Yeah. I, I can see that. I like that. I like that idea a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure who you could do it with. I mean, you and I had the conversation. I think Samoa Joe is like one WWE of them. Because so he's already kind of that mean, I roster. do what I want kind of attitude. Yeah. I, I can see that. Like, if you, I, I, if, if, but that's the thing, though, too. They would really have to get it together because there is a stable that mm. can really do that. You put Rusev, Samoa mm. Joe, a, a heel Kevin Owens. Um, I mean, it really, it would kind of resemble what we thought was going to be a faction a while ago with, for Triple H when, when, when he was uh, going into that bout with Seth Rollins for Mania 34, or is it 33? Uh, I think 34, but that's the thing. Like, if you did that, I think that could really go over well as far as like having those superstars yeah. that kind of and maybe call it that that force. bring that brute force. <laughs> Ooh. Right? 
bring on the money. And they just need there a good go. mouthpiece. But no, I think that'll be really good, man. Um, what do you? I could see that. I could definitely see that. Heyman just kind of, uh, kind of using them in that regard. I think mm-hmm. honestly, Bobby lastly, Samoa Joe really well in that as well. Mm-hmm. Like and just let yeah. them be just full on savages. Right. Like they don't even touch the mic right. to necessarily speak. They just come in and just wreak havoc. Uh, what do you think happens to uh, – because obviously, you know, Roman Reigns is top dog. What do you think happens now as far as uh, – I think WWE him and Kofi are going to put on some great matches. And I don't think I've Smackdown. ever seen them wrestle before. So I'm just hoping I don't that think he'll win, zone. but I think that they need to put him in that program. Yeah, I, but knowing Vince, though, it's kind of like, okay, Kofi served for 14 days. All right, Roman, time. You, I, my fear is that by I think that they Roman should Reigns put him, I think that, you know, put him in these matches with Kofi, but I think that because he Superman punched Vince, that Vince is now going to try and screw him and won't even let him win, even if he's on the way to winning, he'll screw him over. And Absolutely. So maybe kind of have a play like how they did with Rock and Austin yep. back in uh, Attitude. I, th- I, I, would, I would like that. I could see that. And then, you know, maybe Vince kind of come into like exactly. uh, the exactly. enemy of my enemy. The unholy alliance. My friends, thing. I think. <laughs> yep. I also think, there you go. Way, okay. Talking about that I'm with it. Of outsiders. I will put Drew McIntyre in there. I can, yeah, I can see that. So maybe four six, six. superstars yep. that kind of just go back and forth, wreaking havoc. They're not concerned necessarily yeah. about titles, but they then just it's like, all right, so who's and the they want guy? to show up in whatever show they want. Honestly, if you wanted to do a one man and you you really want to give him a job, mm. you mentioned him earlier, Braun Strowman. Let him just come on every show and just tear people up. Literally, it just wreak havoc. Like mm-hmm. you never know where he's coming from. You never know who he's after. I think he would gain so much heat mm-hmm. because you probably go back to Heel Strowman then. Um, even though even the last time Heel Strowman came out, see they could have did that with Luke Harper if they didn't want the Roman Luke to have Harper the title. Yep. Yeah, man, he really could have, but you know they don't think about these kind of things. Um, I, I'm definitely down for the Roman and Kofi. Um, storyline i just i think that it like i said just let it let it mm. take its time mm-hmm. please don't rush kofi out of the belt great match. Fought, um mustafa ali this week too many chops though <laughs> really great match and i think that i think you yeah you you talked about the main event scene i think that finn Balor is probably going to drop this belt soon because i feel like they are going to have to start putting you know more of their stars in that main event event scene so that rotation of like kofi Finn, Roman. I mean, they got Elias on SmackDown now to utilize him. He's talented. Um, he can, you think he can, he can he go, can man. Be a top he's guy? got the look that Vince likes. Mm. I, I do. I do. He, he, he oozes charisma. If nothing else, he oozes charisma. And I feel like because he's so charismatic, um, yeah. and because, like I said, he can wrestle too, Chris. Don't get it wrong. Now, that, that little thick boy, he can wrestle. He can wrestle, so I mean, let him let him do his thing, man. Um, and then, uh, like I said too, you you think about who's left. I'm not sure what they're going to end up doing with uh, Randy Orton, but 
just the things to consider. You're going to need a new stable of, mm-hmm. like, you know, the guys that stay in the main event scene. Like I said, right now you have Kofi. I guess technically you have Kevin mm, Owens. I don't like this really idea of him being an honorary member right of the now. New Day. I think Kofi. Um, unless mm-hmm. it leads to a Biggie heel turn when he I gets back. See, I want to see Kofi. Yeah, I want to see. I'm not, and maybe it's either. really, maybe it's 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 Owens that's going to do the heel turn. Maybe he's just trying to get close to Kofi to let his guard down. And then he goes after him trying to take his title. Which I can see and I would actually enjoy. Absolutely. In my opinion, Heel Owens is the best Owens. Yeah. Um, even though he's great mm-hmm. as a face, too, because he can be silly. But Heel, Heel Owens is the best Owens, man. Which makes me wonder, too, it just him and his buddy. I'm, I'm thinking about uh, whatchamacallit as well. What are they going to yeah. do with yeah, He's uh, another Sammy one who's Zane just kind of floating. He doesn't have well. a show. He's not been assigned a brand yet. Sammy's great. But you talk about an amazing Sammy's talent, really though, man. Like, you got to know. Yeah. What do you think about a Lars Sullivan, Braun Strowman tag team? Got to utilize him. <laughs> no, no, no. If anything, that'll be a great storyline to do later on when you talk about possibly what you wanted to mm. have out of, like, Lesnar and, and Strowman. You could do that with Reigns and Strowman. I, I honestly wanted to see. Uh, yeah, I want to see Sullivan, Sullivan and, and Lesnar. Um, you know, just he uh, definitely right now. I mean, which is kind of like why we didn't see Taker and Strowman. You know, a few years ago because they were saying, you know, Undertaker didn't want to want to wrestle you know, him at WrestleMania. You know, he felt not like to he go too far back, but bringing up the Undertaker, Undertaker didn't show up. At, at at WrestleMania, but he did show up on the Raw following and take out Elias. What do you think the point of that was? Or was that just to get a quick, you know, day after WrestleMania pop and no follow up? I think I think it was a good day after WrestleMania pop and still kind of people like, oh man, we were here because you think about it, it took place in New York for an entire mm-hmm. weekend plus the first few days of the week. So it was like, oh, you know, we still were here able to experience the Undertaker. Um, I loved it, man. I, I actually popped myself right there in my living room. You know, oh my God, <laughs> like hit my teddy long. Now, Undertaker, like I was ready, man. I was, but it didn't I tell a story, gassed. you know? I was so gassed for it. So it didn't. I think that really, I think just because of how it played out with what Elias mm-hmm. said, I think it really was for the fans more than anything else. Um, you know, he made that comment about, you know, the next person that interrupts me is a dead man. Then you get mm-hmm. the gongs. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, that was clever. So I think that really yeah, was. Yeah, you pay that so money for WrestleMania. You want to see Taker at WrestleMania, not, not Raw. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got a point there. But, I, you know, people paid that money knowing already that Taker wasn't going to be there. So no, that's, I'm true. That's true. But I'm just saying, if you're going to say, if you're going to bring them back, why bring him back on, on on Raw for a quick moment and not on the biggest stage of them all? Well, you, I think part of it is the reason that, like mm. we said, it was a seven and a half hour WrestleMania. How do you keep people's attention? How do you really draw them in? And I would have bought Taker out the beginning of the show. It, you know, half Taker there over for ending the streak or something like that. Right, because now at that time you're like, well, damn, this happened at the top of the show. All right, I'm up. I, I want to know who else gonna make a make a surprise appearance. They brought other ticket back at the top of the show. Right. I mean, you will keep people in even if it's just so, a waste of time. Anyway, but... <laughs> um, so should we go to SmackDown? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that was really it. We had the uh, we had the kickoff of SmackDown with uh, the I guess we can call it the Kevin Owens show. Um, and so we we start SmackDown off with um, you know, some of the new roster acquisitions that they had talked about, but then also um, we kicked it off with the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens has, um, you know, New Day on early on, and it's uh, it's just Xavier and Kofi. Uh, Big E, I think, mm. did one too many splits, and he is currently injured. So you got He's these flat two on, on his Kevin back Owens like show. a pancake. Get um, it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So basically, it, it ends up being this whole thing of, you know, Kofi being congratulated, um, but then also, like, now, you know, Owens announced a tag match between the New Day and Shinsuke and Rusev, but it was like Shinsuke and Ru- Shinsuke. 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 There we go. I, you say it so much. It's like, and that's I'm surprised they didn't change his name to just Nakamura but, like you know, they did everybody else. This whole thing with, like, <laughs> yeah. Ali, Andrade, Nakamura. Like, yeah. But no, so we end up getting, you know, this whole thing of uh, Owens to uh, become a friend of the New Day. And now he is a racial part of unity and it's fine. Calling him Big O. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, man, bring them together. 2019. And I think that it's also going to end. This is just my prediction, but I think it's going to end mm. in what will end up being an Owens heel turn, like you mentioned. Um, I would love to see a big E heel turn mm-hmm. from it, but I definitely think it's going to gear more towards the side of Owens, you know, and that's how we do, we know, divide and conquer. So um, that's what we're looking at there. We have Finn Balor versus Ali. Like we both stated, that was a phenomenal match. Balor defeated Ali. Um, we then had Carmella versus Charlotte Flair. And uh, I, I'm I'm wondering what they're going to end up doing. Flair beat it Carmella, by, uh, defeated Carmella by submission. But I'm wondering what they're going to end up doing with Charlotte, and even Carmella. Like, well, how far down do these women get lost in the shuffle now with this, um, with this, uh, with everything that's gone on? So I'm I'm wondering what that's going to look like. Becky comes out and addresses the WWE universe, and during this time. We get a few, you know, early challengers of who she's going to be looking at. So Lacey Evans comes out. Um, second, I think, was uh, Ember Moon. She ended up coming out. Then Bailey comes out, makes this announcement about how she's debuting as a singles competitor um, and has her eyes on the two titles. After that, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce of the Iconics come out, do their shtick. Then Paige comes out telling um, that she's going to be, you know, managing a new tag team. And then we get Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville coming out thinking that they are it and they're not. The new tag team is actually Asuka and Kyrie Sane, who just got her call up from NXT. Not too happy about that from a standpoint of you take your two Japanese wrestlers and you put them on the same team, <laughs> like <laughs> stereotypical events, right? Um, it is what it is, I guess. And so the baby faces of this uh, match ended up fighting the heels. So Sane, Moon, Asuka, and Bailey were the faces. Rose, Deville, and Royce. Royce and Kay were the heels. And the heels ended up taking the L. Um, so the match ended up being Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and Kevin Owens versus Cesaro, Rusev, and Nakamura um, in that main event. And New Day with Kevin Owens ends up winning the match. Finally, Vince McMahon announces SmackDown's greatest acquisition ever. These are actually mm. his words, Chris. 
um, Elias. Elias comes out and plays. Roman Reigns. Now the idea like of Roman Reigns coming out was because he Elias thought he should have been SmackDown's greatest acquisition. Uh, mm-hmm. Acquisition, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, my my hope is that it does set up like some kind of good storyline. Um, like you said, with Reigns, maybe they can do some stuff there to really just uh, to really get some good, you know, uh, heat going. Maybe Kofi maybe has to build up his intensity if he's going to play with those guys. Stuff. Who knows? Little less funny, little bit more. Yeah, fight. I agree. Which is, I'm, I'm, which I'm hoping, you know, I mean, and that's yes. the thing, like, yeah. give them some new gear. I think the new day gimmick was great, but like, it's you to tell that you can't now. You're man, facing like, the company. You can't. I mean, you talk about the. Then again, I mean, that's. The, I mean, that's probably the right, right like, place. And, 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 that, and that's not a decision. Because it's not really you and I anymore. That's true. It's, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I just you can sell a bunch of stuff to kids. But I just I really feel like man, like we, we yeah. need to see yeah. him just a tad bit more serious. Because you got Reigns going in all that intensity, and then Kofi coming out twerking, throwing out pancakes. You're like, okay, <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to take this seriously as a fight. Like Roman Reigns would kick his ass, right? So yeah, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with it. What's gonna happen? But we will see soon. Um, Kind of makes me wonder too what's going to end up happening with Vince. Like, are they is Vince going to be appearing more on Raw now? I mean, on SmackDown now, and you know, is he going to be doing some work with Shane? Like, what does that look like? You know, from the I'm done with the authority figure type you know? thing. I mean, I, I like an evil Mister McMahon, but I don't I don't like the always having an authority figure, general manager, or type type idea of Stephanie McMahon coming out and setting the rules, and it gets a little old. It does. And it's not necessary. I'm just kind of wondering what role Vince plays. Like, is he going to be doing more on camera? Because yeah. we have been seeing him a lot more now. Just I think put Vince McMahon in a new day. He'll bust his quads over the He's going to break a hip out there trying to dance with them. Uh, Vince going to need a hip replacement. What the car accident didn't All do, right, Rich, we got to wrap up. Any last thoughts? Because we're going on 90 minutes now. Uh, any... Uh, we we could talk all day about wrestling. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> any last thoughts? I'm mm. listen. I'm 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 hoping that they make the right decisions uh, because we do have some people on the rock. Sasha Banks might be leaving soon. Luke Harper is already gone. Dean Ambrose is about to be gone, um, and there are some other superstars who are requesting releases as well. So. Uh, I think it's going to get really interesting in wrestling moving mm-hmm. into the summer. All Elite is taken up, taken off. Um, and like I said, man, they've got a great partnership with ROH and New Japan Wrestling. So we could be seeing some real superstar shakeups as it pertains to. Um, you think Vince McMahon will ever be bold enough to do a WWE versus real AEW pay per view? Um, I, I think in the spirit of Vince's pride, <laughs> he could think that he could take him out of business. It, it would Fair not surprise me. Fair enough. Um, I don't really have it any would not thoughts. I'll just repeat what I said. I, I'm excited about the return of Brock, um, of Bray Wyatt. I want to see him be much more evil. Um, I want to see I want to see Bray more evil, Kofi more serious, and Braun. Uh, you know, more more in the, in, the, in the spotlight again. So you know. Evil Bray, serious Kofi, you know, oh, mainstream crap. Braun. And and that's my uh those are my main things. Ab- Absolutely. If I'm not mistaken, real quick too, um 
just let me let me let me double check because we did not touch this. But if I am not mistaken, oh, there we go. The Usos lost to the Hardys last week on the SmackDown after Raw. I mean, uh, after WrestleMania. So the Hardy yes. Boys, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that because I noticed the Usos right came out and and they didn't have the belts with them. Um. Yeah. So. That is what we're looking at. So we'll see what happens there. You know, Matt and Jeff tipping 40, if not already, and they are champions. But I will say this. Matt Hardy has taken the last few mm. months to get himself in what looks to be the best shape of his life. Physically, Richard, how can people follow phenomenal. you online so, hey, if they want to keep uh, up the good work. contact with you, follow what you do during your day job, uh, and learn more about you? Unfortunately, I, don't, I wasn't blessed <laughs> enough to have a duality of names like Chris did on social media. So you can follow me at a bunch of different names around the, the, the sphere, but Instagram is Richard.Taylor Jr. Facebook is Richard L. Taylor Jr. It's at Truly Taylor Made. That's T-A-Y-L-O-R at Truly Taylor Made on Twitter. My website is RichardTaylorJr.com. I forgot for a second. And then you can also check me out on the Between the Dream podcast as well. On and of iTunes, course, as Richard Spotify, alluded to, you can follow me across social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter at Flood the Drummer, <laughs> just like it's spelled F L O O D T H E D R U M M E R. Check out the Jumping for Justice podcast available wherever you get your podcast. And thank you so much for listening to Coming to the Ring. If you are a wrestling fan and you want us to talk about something in particular, you can hit us up at coming to the ring at gmail.com. We will consider your request for Richard Taylor. Until next time, I'm Flood the Drummer and I'm Jumping for Justice. Mm-hmm.